Hello and welcome everyone in the called in the ring verse. This is Jordan and I am joined here like always with Ed. And tonight, since you download this episode, you know by the title, we are talking about the Intercontinental title versus the United States title. WCW and WWE United States title. Ed, how the hell are you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, wait. Can we- Don't answer that question. I'm going to interrupt you real quick because you know why? Everybody in the verse, today is Ed's birthday, and I am going to do something that he knows that he does not want me to do. And a one, and a two, and a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Edward. Happy birthday to you. And one more thing for the fans. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. I'm done. Show over. Show over. I'm done. I'm going home. Have a good night, guys. I freely admit that you owed me that one after what I did to you last week. If you hadn't heard what, what happened last week, go into our archives. But I will get you back slightly, slightly by saying, I was fucking right. I know you were right. We're not going to talk about the game, but yes, you're right, because the fans want to listen to the show. You're right. You're right. So it happened. It went down. That's the way it is. But tonight we're talking about the WWE Intercontinental title, and we're talking about the WCW slash WWE United States title. So this episode's going to be interesting. We never talked about a belt before. So bear with us on this journey, fans, because we've never talked about this kind of subject before, so this will be interesting. We're going to talk about the overall history of the both titles. We're going to talk about the designs of the titles. We're going to talk about um, the champions of each titles. And we're also going to talk about what we feel was the best overall secondary title. Because, Ed, would you agree with me or disagree that you got the main title, WWE, you got the WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championship, and then for WCW, we got the big gold belt, but the United States title was the one below it, and the Intercontinental was one step below that. Do you agree with that? Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it really was. I mean, when you think about guys that were, like, next in next in line, for the majority of, of professional wrestling, not today, but, you know, you think of guys like, like Shawn Michaels, you know, guys that were, or, or Sting, you know, like we, we talked about in our archives, guys that were next in line to have a run at being the world champ of any given promotion. They were given, you know, in the case of the WWE, the WWE, the Intercontinental title run, or given an Intercontinental title run, or, or WCW, they were given a U.S. title run. So yeah, I mean, same thing with like, same thing with like NWA, like you know, WCW. We're, we're talking about WCW. We're not talking about NWA. I'm not talking about ECW. I'm not talking about any of those. We're talking about specifically World Championship Wrestling. What we know is World Championship Wrestling, and obviously, you know, World Wrestling Entertainment. So, of the two titles specifically, yeah, um, yeah, they were they were the second in command. They were the number two guy. Uh, in some cases, woman, but number two person in any given brand, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to leave this up to you, Ed. What title do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the Intercontinental, or you want to talk about the United States Championship real quick? We're going to talk about the history first. You pick. 
the United States, history, or intercontinental? Your choice. Let's talk about the U.S. title. Let's talk about the U.S. title first. I want to I want to go over that one because I feel like you know between you, me, and, and and the fans, I think we probably are going to have more to say about the intercontinental title. Maybe so. Maybe I mean potentially. So I want to talk about the U.S. title first. Okay. Well, this. Well, this segment of the show, everybody, is going to be just about the history of the United States Championship. We'll talk about the design and the logo later and overall what we feel. But right now, we're talking about just the overall history. So, Ed, I don't know if you know this or not, but to compare the United States Championship to the Intercontinental Championship, the United States title has actually been around longer than the, United, uh, than the Intercontinental Championship. The United States Championship was originally debuted an NWA, United States Heavyweight Championship, in 1975, January 1st. So, January 1st of 1975, the United States Championship was introduced by NWA, and then it went all the way until 1991, when WCW bought NWA and took over, and then WCW changed the name to the United States title, dropped the heavyweight from 91 to 2001. Then, Skipping fun fact, do you know who was the first ever, including the history of NWA, who was the first ever United States, United States champ? I do, but since you brought it up, please. Harley Race. Harley Race. Talk about him. We're never going to have a Harley Race episode, so talk about You don't about know him. that. You don't know that. Well, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, you know, Harley Race was one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Uh, you know, I'm talking the guy, the guy started in 1960. He retired in, in, in 91. Um, you know, he was in AWA. He was, he was in NWA for, for a long time. Him and uh, Dusty Rhodes had some great matches. <coughs> Excuse me. And like that, Dusty Rhodes was his number one rival. Um, you know, he was... He was in what was the World Wrestling Federation in the late '80s. Um, I remember, I remember Bobby the Brain Heenan being his, uh, being his, 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 his valet, his manager. Uh, he had uh, he had a great match with uh, with Junkyard Dog at WrestleMania three, which we'll get into at a later a later date. Um, the dude wrestled like like he retired in 1990. One technically, um, but he was. I mean, he had a lot of other things that he did in WCW. I mean, he had he was uh, Lex Luger's manager. Uh, he he added uh, Vader, uh, Kevin Nash. Although at the time it was Vinny Vegas. Um, you know, he just he just had the classic, classic professional wrestling. Uh, career from what we could call the golden era of, of, of touring touring professional professional wrestling yeah I mean like he uh, and he's the god I don't know if he's like literally the godfather but um, like Larry Zabisco's family uh, trained him so I mean like he's basically if you think of professional wrestling in terms of like head coaches in the NFL, he is what you can consider today's Bill Parcells. 
Well, and that is our brief history of Harley Race. <laughs> incredibly not, brief. Yeah. Incredibly brief, yeah. But the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship was discontinued or di- or just not around after 2001 until the WWE brought it back in 2003, and it has been a part of WWE since. Now, the title has gone from different brands, but predominantly since we have the brand uh, expansion, since we have the superstar shakeup, since both brands are different, traditionally the United States title has been the second title under the SmackDown brand. Mm-hmm. Um, this also, you, the United States title was defended in ECW back on June 23rd in 2008 with Matt Hardy uh, being drafted to ECW. So it was a part of ECW for a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about the reigns here, so I'm talking about the history, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the most reign, the, uh, the wrestler had the title the most, is the Nature Boy himself, Ric Flair. He had the title six times. Six times he is still to this day the uh, has the most reigns as the United States champion. However, though, not the most days. Ed, do you have any idea who has the most days overall as the United States champion? Of course, it is Lex Luger. Lex Luger had the title for a combined all together with WWE, recognized by WWE, nine hundred and fifty days. Now, he only had five reigns as the United States champion, but Ric Flair comes in second with 709 combined days, but he does have six. Now, mm-hmm. some guys, like John Cena is a very close second. He's tied with Lex Luger. John Cena um, has had five reigns. Chris Benoit has had five reigns. Um, uh, Wahoo McDaniels had five reigns. Uh, Bret Hart, of all people, has had five reigns as the as the well, champion. He had a long reign. He what? Well, not long reign. They they pushed him in WCW as uh, as 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 that champ for a long time because they really they weren't really allowed to give him any other any other title because <laughs> because of because of who was booking at the time. Um, but I mean. I don't want to go into into too much detail about somebody like Wahoo McDaniel, but like he's a le- he's also a legend. He's not quite what Harley Race was, but Wahoo McDaniel, to the best of my knowledge, was one of those guys that debuted with with Harley Race at the same at the same time. Um, and he and he member of the Funk family. Uh, Dory Funk trained him, right? If I if I can remember back, I, I I could be way off about this, but I think Wahoo McDaniel was the first professional football player to make the transition um, to professional wrestler. What are you doing here? You you, you lighting a blowtorch? Okay. Well, what about okay? I'm well, you, are you? What are you doing? You like you light? It sounds like you're lighting a blowtorch. You're catching your house on fire. Technically, I am. Technically, yeah. Technically. Well, I want to turn that off. It's extremely loud and incredibly annoying. Oh my god! You're tearing me apart, Jordan. Well, we got a little bit behind the scenes here for the fans, which is fun. I'm in my garage, which is. Outside, of course, and I have this Canon, that construction 
companies use to have heat. And when it gets too cold in here, I like to turn it on. It's it's an inferno match. <laughs> there we go, keeping it with the show. Okay, so I want to talk about Goldberg for a second here. Uh, Goldberg had the reign two times here, and uh, for the United States Championship, and uh, I'm I'm surprised that he only had two reigns as the champion. Uh, his total days ever was 92. That's how long he held it for. Like they just gave him the title and went with it. Could not believe that. Um, Matt Hardy has it once. I mean, this thing is endless. We have over, since 1975, 92 people that have been a United States champion. 92. Really? I mean, are you, what are you, are you, are you talking about just in, from, in WCW? What do you, I mean, because I could have swore there was a, like, there was like a, there's like 200 no, no. I mean, like, dude. I mean, we even got like here. I'll give some people here some uh, some information too. We got Randy Orton. This is all people that have had one reign. You got Rhino. You got Randy Orton, Seth Rollins. You got Shane Douglas. You got Kurt Angle was the United States Champion for twenty one days. You got our Truth, Mister Wrestling, Terry Funk, Tajiri, Michael Hayes, Jinder Mahal, Edge, Raven. I, there's just the the list just goes on and on and on. But total I mean, total all is 92, 92 wrestlers here. <laughs> I mean, I I could. I don't want to fight with you, but I, I mean, are you are you just talking about are you just talking about what what WWE recognizes? Is that what is that all you're talking about? I'm, I'm I'm looking at a list here for the show, and this is what the list gives me. I mean, like I mean, like the Miz has been um, part of the has been the champion twice. Sergeant Slaughter has been the champion twice, which. I mean, because I, I feel like you're forgetting. I feel like you're forgetting somebody like John Cena that's had that's had five different. No, no, I've already said John Cena. Oh, did John you? C- yeah, John. I mean, what about what about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? He's had four different reigns. Um, you know, somebody like Blackjack Mulligan from the seventies. Um, I mean, are we talking about WCW yeah. into into WWE? Or are we talking I about got- overall? I got Blackjack Mulligan right here. He had three reigns, a total of five hundred days. Okay, I mean, may, maybe I'm just maybe I'm, John, I'm only John partially Cena. paying attention to you. <laughs> John Cena, five reigns, four hundred and five days. I, I mean, Rusev, two reigns, two hundred and seventy-three days. Booker T, four reigns. Okay, so we're just talking about what WWE recognizes. I respect that. That's fine. I just want to know the parameters. I just want because, I mean. The, we're not talking about okay. Even though I prefaced the the beginning of the show, we're not talking about NWA and ECW. So I, that's my mistake. Yeah. Okay. I did. I, I was. I because I apologize, fans. You know, like like Jordan said, today is my birthday, so I'm indulging in a little bit extra whiskey. So I for, I'm sorry if I forget a few things, even things that I've said, um, because you know I'm like I'm remembering back to guys that were in the. 70s and i'm remembering guys way back um if you go back into our archives you know like talking about guys that my grandpa introduced me to yeah so i'm you know so i'm remembering way back so i'm just trying to get a frame of mind for where we're talking about so we got into the brief history about the united states title we're going to talk about the intercontinental title and the history of the intercontinental title uh w W.E. introduced the Intercontinental title here 
uh, back in September 1st of 1979. Their current champion, of course, is Seth Rollins. It was recognized as the WWF Intercontinental Championship from 1979-2002, and then since 2002 until now, it is recognized as the WWE Interna Intercontinental Champion. Uh, but there is do you know? Do you know who was the first ever Intercontinental title champ? Intercontinental champ? Well, you brought it up, so tell me. It is the one, the only, Pat Patterson. Of course it is. The Stooge. Himself. Of course it's Pat Patterson. Pat now, Patterson. God, you know, listen, I love Pat Patterson for many reasons, uh, and this is another reason why I love professional wrestling. For those that don't know, Pat Patterson is the first ever openly gay professional wrestler. He debuted, and everybody knew who he was, and everybody knew everything about him. He, he debuted... Uh, you know, about the, like the, the same time we've been talking about some of these other guys. He debuted in the late 50s, early 60s. Um, nobody ever said anything about him being 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 gay. And that's the thing about professional wrestling. It's even though, you know, we, the attitude areas have always been said that it's backwards and, and way too sexualized. The locker room has always, always, always been much more progressive than most people understand and realize so um you know kudos to pat patterson for realistically being the first openly gay professional athlete in all of america we're going to talk about pat patterson in a, in a future episode because pat patterson has some controversy in the 80s and 90s but we'll talk about him sure uh, later of course uh but the intercontinental championship it's currently pretty much a raw brand. It has been on SmackDown a few times. But just like the United States title is the second title for SmackDown, the Intercontinental title is the raw uh, second title here. And we got to talk about our reigns and everything. But uh, Pedro Morletas, Morletas, I wrote that down wrong, Held a championship for a record of 619 days, and the honky tonk man had the longest uninterrupted reign at 454 days. Yeah, Pedro Morales, another guy that you're talking about, another guy who debuted exactly the same time we're we've been discussing about Pat Patterson and Juan McDaniel. Um, you know, those guys. Uh, Pedro Morales was one of the premier uh, professional wrestlers of his era. Okay, tell me more about him. Um, oh boy, I'm trying to think way back. Uh, I think he, he's a, he was a Puerto Rican guy, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican professional wrestler. Uh, you know, a guy from from uh, mid Pacific. Um, he was in uh, what the predecessor to to WWE. He was in the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Um, had great. Uh, he had some. You know. He was, some great matches uh, in his career with guys like Ernie Big Cat Lad, George Animal Steel, um, you know, Andre the Giant. He was, they were teammates. Him and Andre the Giant were teammates. Um, you know, and then another guy that went to, uh, it was in AWA, and then he was in, uh, he was in New Japan. Uh, he was a triple count, he was a triple crown champ in, uh, in, in the early 80s uh, with, with, WWE, uh, he uh, he had uh, I think he had he had matches with Hogan, matches with with Sergeant Slaughter. Um, he, he, I, 
obviously I'm, I'm missing a lot of things. We're just trying to go back and remember as much as I can. Uh, the guy's been, you know, he, he worked for WCW for a long time, WWE Hall of Famer, 1995. Um, I apologize if I'm, if I'm, you know, leaving anything out, but Pedro Morales was was, was fantastic in his in his era. I would highly go. I would highly recommend going back and uh, watching some of this stuff. So, Ed, who is the wrestler, the only wrestler of all time to have the most reigns at the Intercontinental Championship? Like the, mo the, the, the most Intercontinental the most, titles? The most reigns of the Intercontinental Championship. <coughs> Who would that be? Uh, it's either got to be uh, it's either got to be the Miz or it's got to be Jericho or or somebody like uh, some or it's probably somebody random like 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 Jeff Jarrett or Triple H or, or you know what I'm gonna put my money on Razor Ramon. Okay. Hey yo, hey yo, Razor Ramon. Well, Razor Ramon had a total reign of four. He had four reigns as the Intercontinental Champion. The Miz has had eight reigns as the Intercontinental Champion. Really? So it, I do not remember the number that Chris Jericho had, but I'm actually I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I at least guessed somewhat right. I am wrong. I am wrong. I just I just fact checked myself here for the show. I just fact checked myself. You, you uh, yeah, yo, yeah, I did when I was googling. Chris Jericho actually has the most with nine, and then second is the Miz. Ah, I gotcha. I but gotcha. the reason why I said the Miz was because the Miz has a combined days of 599 days, while the while uh, while uh, Chris Jericho has a combined days of 319. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, that's okay. Like, well, listen to everybody in the movie guys verse and the in the the call in the ring verse. Like, we we do our research and we make notes, and sometimes we fuck shit up. It happens. Yeah, we're not. We were not there. We, I'm, I'm not Tony Schiavone. I'm not Brother Love. I'm not Eric Bischoff. I ain't any of these guys. So sometimes we make mistakes. We weren't there. We're yeah. going by what we remember from when we were kids. Now, another thing I find interesting is that Triple H has only had it five times compared to some guys. Edge has had it five times. Uh, Seth Rollins, who's the current champion, has had it twice now. Uh, Drew McIntyre's had it once. Ric Flair's only been the champion once, and he held it for 155 days. Chris Benoit's been the champion four times. Diesel has been once. Kevin Owens has been twice. Um, I did not know that Rey Mysterio Jr. had it twice. Well, you got to remember, like, like we had talked about, the, the Intercontinental title, with the exception of maybe the last five, six years, has been the precursor to becoming heavyweight champ. Mm -hmm. So once you, once you surpass the Intercontinental title, Mm -hmm. you are on top five, six, seven contender for the WWE heavyweight title. Mm -hmm. So you guys, that's why you got guys like, like Shawn Michaels that have only had a couple of rings. Triple H, how many did you say he had, Triple H? Five. So, yeah, I mean, they start I mean, later, in, every once in a while, they'll give those guys another reign to give the title merit again. Mostly the U.S. title now, that's been WWE, but... They'll give those guys, you know, a reign here and here and then, but it's you know it's it's that's that's why you see so few reigns of guys like uh, like Shawn Michaels and like Macho Man. I think Macho Man was Intercontinental Champ, wasn't he? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but you know, that's, that's they give those guys a shot, and then they give them maybe two or three or four reigns when it's they can't quite put them over. They they're heading the B shows. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they can't quite give them the A show just yet. Or there's another reason they need to push a guy, or there's, or you know, in the case of you know, any time that Hulk has been in WWF when he was a champ, mm-hmm. nobody else, you know, everybody else was heading the B shows. So, so you know, they, you know, that's why you had other guys like in the, in the Honky Tonk Man. He made they made a he made Honky Tonk Man made a career out of being the greatest Intercontinental Champ of all time. Well, for his era, for his era. Yeah. Honky talk, man. I can't. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do it here just for one second. My introduction ever to the honky talk, man, was in the Royal Rumble of 2001 when the honky talk, man, came out to the Royal Rumble and got his head smashed in by his guitar by Kane. And I said, This is the precursor to Jeff Jarrett. Right? Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about before we get into the design factor of the belts here. We got to talk about that the Intercontinental title is kind of unique because it's the only title hist- in history out of these two to do this. But this title is also not only held by a man, but held by a woman twice. China had two reigns for a combined of 64 days. China is the first and till this day the only female. Uh, wrestler to ever hold the Intercontinental title. Good for her. Yeah, and unfortunately in her era, and she's since passed, I believe that we talked about that she would probably have been a part of the Evolution pay-per-view a couple, you know, last year. But, or a couple months ago. But, um, unfortunately for her era, there was nothing for her. And she was she was the, the ninth wonder of the world. Or whatever the fuck they call her. Yeah, the ninth, ninth wonder of the world. Yeah. So, she was so far above and beyond what was then the divas division mm-hmm. that they had to give her something else. They, I wish they would have given her, I honestly, and this sounds really stupid, but I wish they would have given her a heavyweight title run. I'm not saying I, I wish they would have given it to her for, for two years, but I, I really that's wish stupid. that's a good idea. Yeah. But I mean, they were pushing her. They were pushing the guy she missed the most triple H at the time. I get that, so, but but but, yeah. but but having China as the you as the WWF heavyweight champion, pretty yeah, good. If though. you're willing to push Rey Mysterio as being the heavyweight champ, who weighs as much as a fart, sure. I think I think you should have given China a heavyweight title. I don't know why. I don't know if it was ever discussed. I don't know if they 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 just. I don't know what. I don't know why they didn't. I just really wish they would have done that at at some point. So. I want to talk about now the the designs of the belt. Now, this is the part of the show where we may have a disagreement here. But going off of Intercontinental Championship, let's talk about the modern designs before we get into the history. Okay? Mm-hmm. But looking at both belts right now, I'm going to kind of paint the picture for the belts. The Intercontinental title has a white belt strap. It has two gold plates on each side of the belt. And it has kind of this square look at the front plate with the whole world in the middle of it and it says Intercontinental Champion. While the whole world nice. in his hands. No Bray Wyatt thing there. Now the United States Championship current modern design right now is a smaller belt, but it has it is a black strap belt and it has two gold plates on each side. Two gold plates are exactly the same. One uh, two gold plates have the Statue of Liberty uh, uh, the other two have the WWE logo, 
And the front plate is kind of like a diamondy kind of a shape, and it has uh, the American flag behind it, essentially, with the United States Championship on it. Modern design right now. I'm going to say the United States Championship has a better design right now. How say you? Boy. Um, that's hard to say because the, the modern-day Intercontinental Championship belt is modeled after my favorite of all time. We're talking about the yellow strap? No, the white strap. Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels' version. Okay. So it's hard for me to say that. Um boy. Um like the, the, the classic versions look so similar, you know, in, in design and, and whatnot. The, the modern day version, I think. I think the modern version of the Intercontinental title is going to get my vote only because it harkens back to the classic version of the Intercontinental title. Or, like or, when we, when, go ahead. Or you, could just, or you could just say that you're a WWF guy, and no matter what WCW I throw at you, you're going to just knock it down. <laughs> That's not entirely true. I mean, we've talked about things, but but yeah, I mean, I am a I'm a classic WWF fan. I mean, I I, I love I prefer. Mid '90s to late '90s, early 2000s WWF to almost anything WCW. Well, see now, I guess recent nostalgia, if that's a word, is in 2016 when I started to get into wrestling again, and I haven't seen these titles, you know, because I remember the titles the way they used to be when I stopped watching in 2001. But Kevin Owens was the current United States champion at the time when I first started getting into wrestling recently. And I saw the belt, and that just immediately caught my attention. And my eyes could not leave the belt. I thought that was a great design. You had the Statue of Liberty there. It's the United States title. That's a great-looking belt. Well, I love the American flag as the background. I think it looks good. Well, that's like when a woman says you have pretty eyes, it's because she can't stand to look at the rest of you. Like, the reason you were so drawn to the title was because you couldn't stand to look at Kevin Owens' matches. That's not true. Kevin Owens is amazing, and you can—he really is. I was being sarcastic. He really is one of the premier professional wrestlers in the business, and they—they've quit pushing him for whatever reason because they give him the best friend angle. And I don't know if he's injured or not right now, but I'm not seeing Kevin Owens. In the, I have no idea. Who in the world knows? WWE present day WWE has a lot of problems, and they. They have too many guys and, and, and women that they're that just are too talented to be a part of that program. But they, you know, like the guys that that's why they, you know, God bless Cody Rhodes for for wising up and leaving and becoming the number two professional wrestler in all of the world right now because he yeah. knew what he was. You're just on his dick. You're on his dick. But all right, and when not really asshole. Like I'm just saying, like Cody Rhodes left WWF. As Stardust, the bizarre thing that they that like the, the basically the misfit of every bad idea they had for Goldust and threw away they gave to Cody Rhodes, and he left and he realized that that was a bad idea. Now he is he's he's in charge. He's the number one guy in the Bullet Club. He's the best. He goes to all over the world and wrestles and puts on incredible matches 
You need to watch some stuff that's not on the network, bro. Like, I, I'm telling you, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is putting on matches equivalent, equivalent to the best matches of the year that you will ever see. Okay, well, we can split hairs on that because I will just don't care or I actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to split hairs. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I just don't care. I'm just gonna watch us on the network, and I just don't care. I don't. And care I, I, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, I don't care about ACW. I don't care about Ring of Honor. I don't care about what Cody Rhodes does outside of it. I like wrestling. I think Reds, I think WWE is great. I love the Monday Night Wars. I love the history of it. But when it comes to Ring of Honor and shit like that, I just don't give a flying fuck. When it comes to New Japan wrestling, you really need to. Like I'm gonna. I, I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the things that are going on outside of the world of. Of WWE, so that you can see some of the great things that are happening. Sure. Like like, if you if, if you took the greatest things that have happened in NXT in the last two years, right, like all the greatest moments, and magnified them by ten, you'll get what guys like Cody Rose are doing. Sure. I mean, Seriously. I haven't, I haven't still to this day have watched an NXT match. I just don't care. Um, I, I. I just don't care. I, I have no interest in New Japan. Just don't care. Uh, but, so we talked about the history of the belts, a brief history of the belts. We have talked about the design of the belts. Now we're going to go to our overall, what we feel is the best. And I'm going to be on the side of WCW here. I'm going to say the United States Championship is the best, and WWF or WWE now was lucky that they bought WCW. To get that title. I think the United States title means more than the Intercontinental title. I'm assuming you totally disagree with me. Oh, anybody with a brain would do would disagree with you, bro. Like No offense, man. No, no offense, man, although I said that in a very offensive way. Like I, I don't know how else to explain this. The 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 US title in in, in EC, or excuse me, I'm sorry, in WCW, was used as just something to give somebody. And that's what, how they're using the titles now. But they're absolutely wrong when you talk about like the classic levels of, of, of what should have been or was the, the, the Intercontinental title. The greatest match of all time in my opinion, and in many, many, many other opinions, is the WrestleMania 10 match between Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Strap in a ladder match. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm totally going to just absolutely disagree with you on that, but okay. Because, I mean, like, I got a match that's better than that, and that is no biased. That's uh, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin submission match in WrestleMania 13. So... Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you could have, I mean, they're, sure, you can argue that match. It's a great match. Hell, you could even say that the, the, the Charlotte Flair-Becky Lynch match was, was on that same plane from, from Evolution. Sure. But, you know, I mean, it's, those are three of the great, of the five best matches of all time. And I would definitely say that, in my personal opinion, the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match from WrestleMania 10 is the greatest of all time, and that's why that's why the Intercontinental Title to me is is, is elevated that, like that. Well, you know, like going back to the design real quick, 
I remember the United States title being on Goldberg's waist when he came out in WCW. And it was a gold belt. It wasn't flashy like it is modernized nowadays. But on the top, on the very, very top of the belt, in the middle of the belt, on the very top of it, uh, was the United States, you know, just just the country. And it was uh, an, an American flag symbol around. And... I loved that belt. I thought that was a great-looking belt for WCW. Um, I like the name, the the United States Championship. I mean, we're in the United States. Uh, it's, it's called the National Football League, not the International Football League. And this is a United States wrestling promotion. Well, not anymore, but it was. It has been for decades. And the United I mean, I'm telling you, Vince McMahon America. would not have the United States title be around since 2003 if he didn't want it. He wanted that title. I ain't want none of them Mexicans or Canadians or Japs or none of them in my country. And that's why I love Donald J. Trump. Golly gee willikers. That's what you sound like right now. Like, I love the U.S. title because I live in America. Yeah, no, I mean, you're... You can okay, like I, I live that. in Pennsylvania. Doesn't mean that I fucking love the Pennsylvania Heavyweight Championship of the world. Sure, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I like the fact that it's the United States Championship. I like the fact that it's it is about America because this is my country, so I care about it. I mean, when when the Olympics are on, I'm not going to root for Brazil. I'm going to refer to the United States of America. Bro, you're like getting 2 plus 2, and, and you're like adding 2 plus 2 and getting potato. It's just the name of a fucking title. Like, very, very are you, are you, okay, are, are you a, are you a Wolverine? Are you a physical Wolverine? Do you have Wolverines in your history? I'm, yeah, I mean. Ben, I, why I'm the gonna... fuck are you a Michigan Wolverine fan? Because they're a better team. Okay, but I'm just telling you, like, the, what you're getting, right, with the, the, your explanation. Yeah. But I love you to death, brother. I really do love you to death. Mm-hmm. But, like, tell me why the matches were better. Tell me why the title meant more. Tell me why you liked the look of it, which you already did. I'll give you that one. So give me the other two. Tell me why the matches were better. Tell me why the title meant more. Not that you like the title because you live in America and it's named after the United States. Like, I love the I love America too. Like I love my country. I absolutely love my country. I'm one of the most patriotic people you'll ever meet in, my, in your entire life. I have an American flag tattoo on my body. That doesn't mean I'm going to like the U.S. title more than the Intercontinental title. I feel that the in, in WCW, the United States title meant more because Hulk Hogan. Was always gonna hold the get uh, uh, was always gonna hold the big gold belt. So you already so you always already knew who was gonna be the champion no matter what. So it was nice to see who is going to be the real champion because if you put Goldberg against Hulk Hogan, even Hollywood Hulk Hogan in the NWO days, Hulk Hogan is gonna get destroyed in the ring against Goldberg. So I mean, it was this, it was it was it was nice to see. It was amazing to see uh, WCW. Put these guys like a Goldberg. I mean, Sting has had the reign twice. Uh, it's it's just it, it, it is to me a better title for WCW because unlike WWE, right or wrong, WWE 
didn't have a Hulk Hogan during the Monday Night War time to where they always had the strap on this guy. So it was nice. Uh, and I still stand by what I say, though, about it being America, because uh, you can make fun of me, you can, you can try to insult all you want, but that's just how I feel. I like the United States title. I like the fact that there's a Statue of Liberty on the title. I like that it's the American flag on the title. To me, that title means more than the Intercontinental title. The and I, I, I apologize if you feel like I'm being insulting, but the only like the only argument that you made there that was, in my opinion, legitimate as to why you liked the title more was was the Hulk Hogan factor. Right? In WCW, you knew that nobody else was going to get the strap, with a couple of exceptions. I mean, they gave it to Sting. They gave it to Nash. They gave it to Goldberg. They gave it to a couple of other guys. But Hulk Hogan, and you love him to death, but like Hulk Hogan refused to give up the strap for any reason for anybody almost at any time. So, yes, I will agree with you that that elevates the U.S. title to that degree. I I appreciate the honesty in that regard. But really, in my in, in the thought process that I'm having, like I cannot think of a US title match in WCW that is worth that is worth my time going back over. Well, you know, you may see it. You you may see it in future episodes because you're not a WCW guy. You were not like me growing up. When I was growing up, I was watching WWF, Monday Night Raw, and then when they were on commercial, I switched over to Nitro. You didn't do that. You stayed on WWF. So I will. the whole point of this show was to let fans know that I am not 100%, and I know this sounds confusing, but I want people to understand my thought process, including you. I am a WWE guy, but I'm also going to recognize for 83 weeks, WCW kicked the living fuck out of them, and they were doing something right. And it got my attention when I was 12 years old. So clearly WCW was a competitor. And they clearly did something right. And it wasn't just all NWO. Now, doing the show with you, doing the show with you, and doing this experiment of the show with you, maybe when we're done with our series final and we're done doing the show forever, maybe my mind will change and be like, yeah, pretty much what saved WCW was NWO. Probably. We'll have to wait and see when that day comes. But right now, I'm telling you, I think the United States title is just better. Um, now, of course, it is on the B show. It is on SmackDown, so it's not Monday Night Raw. So it's, But it is still, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura, who will unfortunately never win the WWE Championship. The highest he's going to go in WWE is the, is the United States Championship. I think he's a good champion. I, I, I currently like both champions for Intercontinental and for United States Champion right now. I think they're great. And, I mean, like, we can talk about all the great wrestlers that we had, like The Miz, and we talked about, um, oh, well, fucking, who had nine there, you said? Who had nine for the Intercontinental title there? Oh, um, I, you know what? I, I apologize. I do not remember now that I've... Uh, um, uh, Chris Jericho. Thank you, Chris Jericho. Fucking, okay, Chris Jericho, great. 
I, I love Chris Jericho. I can't wait to talk about Chris Jericho in a future episode. Awesome. Fucking Ric Flair, man. I had the fucking title six times. Ric fucking Flair. United States title all the way, man. I am in the United States title camp. I care about that title. That is a good title. I like the title. I like the history. I like the design. I like the past designs. I think it's a good title. And I think it is a worthy conversation to have with you versus the Intercontinental Championship. Because just like the European Championship, I just don't give a shit. Holy shit. Bro, like... The Intercontinental title, in, 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 all, in, in, in my best estimation and my best thought process, like the Intercontinental title was more of a second in command than the U.S. title ever was. That's not in true. WCW, That's in not WCW. Not I true. mean, they, in, in recent years, the U.S. title and the, and the Intercontinental title, they gave it to guys like The Miz, like John Cena. They, you know, they gave those things, they gave those titles to those guys in order to create relevance for that strap, because they realized that they had been giving it to guys that don't matter. WCW, you know, and, and WCW did it though. WCW did. They didn't do it as well. Again, if WCW was so fucking awesome, they would have bought WWE. That's not the case. I will, I will admit that. But they still. I mean, Goldberg. Was the was the United States Championship? We will talk about it when we do a Goldberg episode, but they did it right. He came in, nobody knew who he was. He started killing fucking people. He was the United States Champion, and then eventually he became the Heavyweight Champion. That's the way the WWE did it, and they were successful. And that's what WCW did, and that was successful at that moment in time. But the United States title has to be in the conversation when it comes to Intercontinental. You can't say one is actually probably better than the other. I'm actually contradicting myself here because I think they're both recognizable. I think they're both great. I think the both title designs are awesome. Uh, but if I had to choose gun to my head, I have to choose the United States title. I just think it's a better overall title. Name me one match for the U.S. title that was better than the... WrestleMania 10 ladder match between Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. We will have to do that in later episodes. I just can't. No, I'm, I'm asking you to do it now. Like this, this is the argument that. we're trying to have. Yeah, it's, that's my point. Like it's 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 the matches in in WWF or WWE's Attitude Era and pre Attitude Era from 1990 to you know let's say 2007. The Intercontinental title meant so much that these guys were giving their all, putting on the best shows on the card to defend and win that strap because they were trying to make a name for themselves. Okay. In WCW, they knew they couldn't do that. They knew they weren't going to make a name for themselves because Hulk Hogan or Sting or Ric Flair or Kevin Nash or Goldberg were going to have the strap. That's it. Nobody else is going to have the strap. They gave it to Booker T at the end. They gave it to DDP. They gave it to a few guys here and there. And they made it when they made a joke out of the WCW title, when Vince Russo made a joke out of the WCW title, that's when the U.S. title gained relevance because they realized that everybody could have a shot and they were trying to do something to, to prove a point. Like, to, to, to show Vince Russo, let's give this guy a shot. Let's give that guy a shot. Like, and, and that's what happened. You would go from, from – Title, you'd go from B show to A show within a matter of 36 seconds. 
uh, in, 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 in WCW at, at that era. That's the only time that the, that the U.S. title ever had relevance from the time that you're talking about. The Monday Night War era of, of WCW and WWF. But at the same time, when you had got like that, and I keep going, I keep hearkening back to, to to that match. But you have guys like Chris Jericho who had the strap nine times, who put on some incredible matches. You had guys that that weren't quite quite re- able to reach the top in, in in WWE because of of their name, like Jeff Jarrett. You had guys that weren't quite deserving of having the top, like RVD in WWF. You know, like they gave those guys the strap, and those guys put on incredible matches. Yes, I granted they gave the strap to guys like Bad News Barrett. They gave the strap to guys like Shelton Benjamin. But you know, like you had, you had guys like Mister Perfect that had the strap. The Rock, who you hate and I love, uh, had the strap. Tito Santana had the strap. You know, and. I'll just say this, like every single match for the Intercontinental title before present era, before the PG era, admittedly, I fully admit that, had meaning, 100%. I saw the Intercontinental title matches on every pay-per-view, and I knew that that and the WWE heavyweight championship matches were going to be the ones that stole the show. You don't have that today. But in WCW, that was never the case. You know, we, 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 did, a, we did World War III paper, we did a World War III pay-per-view uh, in our archives. And they tried to make the match, they tried to, it was, what was it, Hulk Hogan versus DDP for the U.S. title mm-hmm. in World War III 3? Mm-hmm. We didn't even watch that match because we didn't care. Because we knew that that match didn't matter. Because at that time, in the Monday Night War era, it was it was a couple of guys in WCW. It was Hulk Hogan, Goldberg, Sting, and Kevin Nash. That was it. Write the check, send it home. But at the same time in WWE, you had guys that were you know, Rocky Maivia. Or The Rock, sorry. Um, Triple H. At the time, it was also, Je- uh, you know, the, the Jeff Hardy. At the time, it was also Jeff Jarrett that were putting on matches that made you go, holy crap. That's why the Intercontinental title means more to me is because that ma- those matches that those guys were putting on were wowing me. Because they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to give themselves a reason to be pushed. As opposed to in WCW, the U.S. title matches were... Those guys, they, those guys were at the top. They were never going to be better than what they were because of those couple of guys. And maybe I'm discounting that title because of those couple of guys. But as a fan... I would have rather watched a match for the Intercontinental title over the U.S. title. And even today, even today, the Intercontinental title holds more value in the WWE universe than the U.S. title does. 
<sighs> well, I Ed has a great argument. I think I have a great argument. It's up to you, the fans, to decide who had the great argument. But I want to spoil something here to everybody before we close out the show. It is officially happening for all the fans and Call to the Ring. But February 12th of 2019, I will be taking my two-year-old daughter and my wife to Toledo, Ohio to watch SmackDown Live. And we will be video broadcasting when I am arriving to the arena to hype up that event. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. Ed, I wish you were up here with me to go. But February 12th, 2019, I'll be going to SmackDown Live. I'm excited as hell. Yeah, but, listen, you, I can't wait for you. I can't wait for that because, you know, the, the movie, or the Call in the Ring verse, you know, we've been itching to do some stuff like this. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, I'm excited to just... Let the fans see what I'm experiencing for the WWE here. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it yet here for the fans, but just kind of just let you know that that's something to look forward to in the future. Also, we want to look. Also, we want you to look forward to the future of our next episode of Calling in the Ring, where we'll be going back to our pay per view, and it's going to be our first ever WCW pay per view. We're talking about Starcade '98, the pay per view where Goldberg loses to Kevin Nash for the title. <laughs> Via stun gun match. And so, we're doing it before anybody else. And if it's December, it has to be Starcade, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about that Grand one. Granddaddy of them all. So, with that being said, make sure to check out Call of the Ring on MovieGuysPodcast.com and also MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com. All you have to do is go to the right side of the page, click on the tag Call of the Ring, and you can find all of our archives. We've done episodes of WrestleMania 18, Survivor's, uh, SummerSlam 2001, The Rock episode, Kane episode. Uh, the most recent episode was Sting. Make sure to check those out. Also, download this episode and many others on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio. All you got to type in is Movie Guys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, Movie Guys Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Calling in the Ring. And we'll be back for another awesome episode for... Star K98. Have a good night.